Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Locker Room Talk Podcast where we talk everything sports. I'm your host Armand Sodi. Today, we are going to be previewing leg one of all the Champions League games that are happening tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, so, what basically we're going to do is I'm going to see how each team's been doing in their past five games and then I'm going to think about who are their big players and give who I believe the key decider for each game is going to be and then give my final prediction for leg one. So yeah, without further ado, let's jump right into our first game, which is Borussia Dortmund versus Paris Saint-Germain. In their past six games, they have scored 25 goals, and I've still lost two of those games. Right there, a red flag. You're going up against Mbappe and Neymar. You cannot be, your defense can, cannot, you know, you can't be scoring 26 goals and still be losing two of those games. That right there is a big red flag defensively. Now, when... But often, uh, if we look offensively, Erling Holland has made such a big improvement on this team. He's made two starts in three appearances and still has eight goals. And like he, he's just made such an insane impact on the team. Same with Jaden Sancho, 13 goals and 13 assists. Royce went healthy, 11 goals, 5 assists. I mean, it's just been... I mean, this, this Dortmund team has been really special and... I believe they do have a chance to do some damage in the Champions League. Defensively, Akrif Hakimi, speedster down the right-hand side. I mean, he he can really, I think um, for Borussia Dortmund, defensively, he has the pace to keep up with Mbappe and, you know, potentially slow him down because Mbappe, one of the fastest players in the world, he can go from 0 to 60 in the blink of an eye. So having Hakimi back there can really, really help out Dortmund. Um, I mean, the signing of Axel Witzel, I mean, four goals for us. He's just been playing his role as a midfielder, distributing. He has, he does not a very flashy player, but he does what he needs to, needs to be done, and he's been a big boost to this team. Uh, so, yeah, I think that about um, Paco Al- Alcerzar, um, he, he's been injured, struggled this season, but in his six appearances, he has five goals and one assist. Like I said, he was a big boost last year, as we saw, and hopefully he will be healthy soon and can help out this Dortmund team. On to Paris Saint-Germain. In their last six games, they have won five and drawn one. I mean, PSG, we've seen it every year. Every year, we think they have promise. We think they can win the Champions League, and then they always choke in the round of 16. Will this year be any different? This year, they do have a favorable matchup. I mean... Last year they did ha- they did play Man U and they did choke, but they lost off a of PK. Uh, that was that was really a heartbreaking way to lose. But they did draw Real Madrid two years ago when they were at their at their peak and like they were kind of starting to fall off. That was the year when Ronaldo left. So this I think um, um, is a favorable draw for them. Um, obviously, the signing of Mario Icardi. In his 14 appearances, he scored 11 goals and two assists. Uh, Addressed Gayu, he's been great. He's been one of the best players on his PSG team, distributing the ball defensively. He's been great. I mean, well, he's done wonders for PSG this season. Uh, Neymar, uh, 14 appearances, 13 goals and six assists. Mbappe, 15 appearances, 15 goals and four assists. I mean, the Neymar and Kylian Mbappe have been spectacular, and Angel Di Maria. He's 21 appearances, 8 goals, 12 assists. I mean, 
Maria, Ana Lee Maria, he really turns it on to these champions game we saw against Man U. His positioning, you know, his distribution of the ball into the box is just great. He has such a feel for the game. Um, defensively, Marquinhos, uh, he's Marquinhos and, and Kimpembe, Kimpembe are going to have to look to slow down Holland. Um, and, of course, the Oxford, I don't know who they're going to start. I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling either Silva, Kimpembe, or Silva, Marquinhos. But they're, um, Silva and Kimpembe, they need to look to slow down Erling Holland. you know, get your body on him. I mean, like, they can't let him turn and have space. They always need to have one person on him at all times. Because going forward, that Dortmund team looks really, really dangerous. And whoever has, I believe it's going to be, is it, um, Juan, Juan Bernard, I think he's going to have the job of being on Sancho, so, I mean, if you stop him, that's great, or maybe Munier, sorry, Thomas Munier, I, I believe he's going to have the job of stopping Sancho, Munier, great defender, I think he can do it, I mean, just keep him on his left foot, because I, I believe, I don't think Holland's going to be able to win balls in the box over Kimpembe, Marquinhos, or Silva, so I believe, you know, don't force them inside, force them outside, force them to get the balls into the box. I mean, that sounds stupid, but I don't think um, they're going to have a good chance of winning the headers against this team uh, with their height and length. So, under that preview, I think my prediction for this game, I'm going to say PSG, I'm going to say PSG 2, Dortmund 1. Leg 1. Under our next game, which is Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid, I said Liverpool has won five out of their last six games. One, their one game they drew was in the, I think FA Cup, yeah, and in the EPL they've just been dominant. Seven, I think seventy-seven points they have, and that would have won the league for them fifteen years ago. So it just shows the dominance that they have. Um, they can win scrappy when at, when the odds are against them. They can, they can, they can win. They've shown it to us. They sh they did it against Norwich. They um. Norwich gave them a fight. They did against Wolverhampton. This team has grit in them. I believe this is one of the best Liverpool teams in this in this past decade, potentially even century. This real pretty special. I think the best player and one of the most under-talked players on this team is Sadio Mane. I mean, we don't hear a lot about him. We hear more about the Sala, the Firmino, the Virgil van Dijk. But I believe, I believe Sadio Mane. You know, with his um, he. He's just such an unselfish player. Like he knows, he picks his times when to attack, when to hold back, when to pass the ball. I mean, his unselfishness has just been such a big asset to this team. He's been great. Uh, he he has twelve goals and six assists. Salah has fourteen goals, and six assists. Van Dyke, one of the best defenders in the world. Um, like I um, much like I said with um, Borussia Dortmund, I don't think Atletico is going to be able to win balls in the box, especially when you have Van Dyke. And I believe Matip back there, that's playing their height. I just don't think Morata can counter that. Um, Alexander Arnold. Okay, the thing, what makes this team so dangerous as well is nobody in the world has two two left outside backs and and like Robertson and Alexander Arnold who can just get balls to the box. No matter how hot, tall you're, like how I've been saying, I just don't think Dortmund or um, Atletico have those capabilities. But like, um, when you have a target man in Firmino, um, you got you got bodies flying everywhere. You got Henderson. You got potentially Van Dyke making a run in. Matty making a run in. Um, 
Robertson making the one from left back. I mean, it's just so hard to stop these guys when they put balls into the box. So, Alexander Arnold and Andrew Robertson, I mean, two of the best outside backs in the world. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Do it for Liverpool on to Atletico. Atletico's been struggling, and this is what worries me. In their last six game, they've won once, lost three, and draw twice. That's what's worrying me. Uh, when you look at it, um, their only win comes against Granada, which is a 1-0 one, one win for them. And I'm just looking. They, um, The one thing I'm seeing is they don't have a consistent. They don't have a go-to man. I'm looking at it. Their top, their top goal scorer is Alberto Morata. In 16 appearances, he scored seven goals. I mean, and their next high school score has four goals. Like, that's this is what worries me about this team. Against a defense like Liverpool, you need to have that go-to man. When it comes to crunch time, who are you going to trust with the ball at their feet? Are you going to put Alvaro Morata on it? Are you going to put, I don't know, Salul, Salul on it? Angel Correra? Coque? Like, who, who do you want on the ball? Um, like I said, Trippier, also one of the premier crossers in football. I think he can also have the ability to get balls in the box for Morata. But I'm just looking at the at the team and how they're playing. They don't have a go-to guy. Um, I don't. I just don't have any faith in Atletico Madrid, especially with their defensive presence on. Um, I mean, when you have Salah, Mane, and Firmino coming at you, their defense, their defense isn't that good, and they're not going to be able to cope with that, especially with the balls into the box. If they want to win, they're not going to win talent-wise. They're going to win work ethic-wise. They're going to have to outwork the other team. They're going to, you know, like whenever Arnold gets the ball, you don't, you don't like just put your body in there. You don't like turn your back and just hope it hits your back. No, you put your body on the line. You're slide tackling in there. You know, you're closing them out. You're for forcing Salah to his weak foot. Firmino, don't let him turn. Mane, you just, you just you know, force him to go back. But my prediction for this game is Liverpool 3, Atletico Madrid 0. On to the next game, which is Tottenham versus RB Lesby. I mean, Tottenham, they, start, they were not looking good. I was a little worried, but they've turned it on. Four wins in their last six games. They're currently one point behind Chelsea, which did lose today to Man U, I believe, 2-0 when I last checked. So they are they are on momentum, and one thing I don't think people understand soccer is momentum plays such a big role. You could be more talented, like for example, you look at Wolverhampton. They're not talent wise; they're not on the level of these Liverpool teams. Um, sorry, what was it? Yeah, talent wise, they're not. Uh, sorry, work ethic. Their work ethic, and you know that's what makes them so good. I don't know how that relates to momentum, but momentum wise, teams that have momentum going into games, they they'll perform better because they their mindset's better. Like. I'll show you. When Liverpool when Liverpool beats Atletico Madrid, you'll see why. It's because Liverpool has so much momentum going into this game, top of the league and Premier League. They they might beat. They might go invincible in the Premier League. Who knows? Nobody seems to have touched that team. But anyway, on onto this. I mean, Bergwijn, what a signing that was. He scored the game winner against. Uh, Manchester City, I mean, um, we saw Song Hoon Min score the game winner against Aston Villa. I mean, Son has been amazing this season. I really love I really love watching Son play. I mean, even me being an Arsenal fan, Son is actually one of my favorite players to watch. Um, Harry Kane, go-to man, 11 goals and 20 appearances. Not the season I was expecting him to have. Still a long ways to go, but Harry Kane is a big-time player. Um, Lloris just came back. 
from his, uh, I believe, suspension or an injury. And and Dombale, he's been great. He's kind of been like the addressing guy. Um, sorry, yeah, he's been the addressing guy for um, Tottenham. Um, Christian Eriksen obviously left. Daniel Rose went on loan. So, um, yeah, I mean, a Rudier, I mean, Tottenham has has the potential to be great. But really, um, what I've seen under Jose Mourinho's teams is that the attitude's not there. We saw them against Man U last year. They got the whole P- they got they beat PSG and then it's just that they just fell flat after that. They don't the mindset's not there. That's what I'm worried with the Jose Mourinho led Tottenham team. How will the mindset be? On to RB Lespeak. Um, last six games, two wins, two draws, two losses. Um, I mean, the only reason that they're even made it this far is because of Timo Werner. Timo Werner, 20 goals, 6 assists, 22 appearances. But I think one people people are sleeping on um, Marcel Sabitza and Christian um, and Kanku and um, Patrick Schick. Those guys have all played key roles in, you know, this, um, in this road to the Champions League. Um, their best defender, Daria Bunkampo, I don't know how to say his name, he is going to have to, you know, stop Harry Kane. I, he has a potential to do that. He's, one of, he's a good, one of the best defenders. He's been looking for many big clubs. Move hasn't been made yet. He has to prove to those big clubs that he can stop the best, one of the best strikers in the world. Now, let's speak, I mean, momentum-wise, it's not there yet. And that's what I'm worried about. When I talk about momentum, the momentum it doesn't look they they're like win loss draw loss draw win so I'm just worried like they're facing a bigger they're facing a much bigger club much better players um like I said much with how uh, Atletico is you're not gonna beat teams talent wise you're gonna have to beat them work ethic wise I don't know that they, if I don't know if RB Lesby can do that um it's gonna come down to Timo Werner taking his chances and the and Kanku still beats out and Sheik, you know, playing their role and and creating the chances for Timo Werner or even for themselves. My prediction is Tottenham, Tottenham one, um, RB Lesbian zero. On to Atalanta versus Valencia. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really know too much about these teams except for the fact that um, Atlanta is very is. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna preview a game. I don't know, but I'm just gonna. Give, I'm gonna straight up give my prediction. I think um, it's gonna be a two-two draw at Atlanta and Valencia. On to Napoli and Barcelona. Napoli's been on fire lately. They beat Juve. They beat Lazio. They beat Inter. I mean, what five wins in their last six games? Napoli's absolutely on fire at the last time. Let's talk about Arusha Milik. Nine goals and thirteen appearances. Lorenzo Antigne, four goals and twenty-one appearances. Drews Mertens, six goals and eleven appearances. Look at them. These two, their two-star players, Antigne and Mertens, are struggling, and they're still, you know, doing, are still, you know, doing good in, in their respective league in Syria, and that's that's showing a lot. Their best players haven't turned it up yet, and they're still, you know, winning games. Costas Malonis has been a big signing for them. It's really helped their defense out. I really like that signing when they made it over the summer. Um, Zelensky and Calhoun and Alan, uh, they're going to have to keep that midfield in place. They're going to have a big... And, and Di Lorenzo, sorry. Di Lorenzo. Um, 
they're gonna have to they're gonna have the job of you know racket stopping racket deeds, Sergio Busquets, Frankie De Jong. It's definitely gonna be a tough task. And I, but I think Napoli's up in it. And historically, Barcelona, I think Barcelona last time they played a, uh, an Italian team, they choked in the second leg. They I believe it was four zero. Uh, Roma won. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe history will repeat itself again. On to Barcelona. Three points behind Madrid right now. Uh, four wins in their last six games. Um, Messi's just doing messy things. 14 goals and 12 assists and 18 appearances. Suarez, 11 goals and 7 assists. Griezmann, 8 goals and 4 assists and 22 appearances. He hasn't really lived up to the expectations they had when they bought him. So, I mean, he has to show he has to show that he was the right man. Otherwise, you know, Barca, I mean, Barca, he can be gone. He, he hasn't really performed as well as he was at Atletico. Maybe it's because of the system. Maybe it's because of his positioning. But, well, who knows? Um, Frankie De Jong, two goal sources. Um, that's not his style, though. I mean, he's he's been doing great as that Barca defender. He's so fun to watch. You know, positioning-wise, he's such a smart soccer player. I think he was a really big addition to the team. And then Ansu Fati, he showed up. He was really, he's really, I mean... Ansu Fati showed a really big in the Champions League earlier this season when they played Dortmund. Yeah. Um. So um. And then also like um, their defense defensively we got Umtiti, Langlat, and you look and then Sergio Roberto and Nelson Semedo. I like the depth. I like the depth on the team. You know, um, they got. PK, Langla, um, Umtiri, and then not to mention they have Usman Dembele who's been injured this season. Um, you got Arturo Vidal. I mean the depth on this team is insane. So if something's not working, they will make the change, the necessary changes, and that's what I, I think that I think their depth is what really is gonna beat put Napoli over the top, because boom when Griezmann's not performing, they put in Dembele. Dembele just beats you with his pace. It's a goal, one nil, blink of an eye. I mean, Barcelona's depth is insane. Um, coaching is what worries me. Their coaching hasn't always been the best. But when you have arguably one of the best players of all time in Messi, um, com- accompanied by Luis Suarez and Anton Griezmann, gives me no reason. I think this game is going to end up um, 2-0 um, in Barcelona's favor. No, sorry. I'm actually going to go. Yeah, 2-0 in Barcelona's favor. On to... Chelsea and um, Bayern next game. Chelsea just lost in their last um, six games. Have two wins, two draws, and two losses. Um, it's been it's been actually not a bad season considering their transfer ban. Um, considering how young their team is, I mean Frank Lampard. All credit to him has done such a good job with this team. And it really starts with the development of their young players. Tammy Abraham, thirteen goals in twenty three games. Pulisic. Five goals, two assists in twelve games. Mason Mount, five goals, four assists in twenty-two games. Reese James, two assists in eight games. Um, Fikir Tamori, one goal in fourteen games. Callum Hudson Odoi, one goal, four assists in seven games. I mean, he's done wonders with this Chelsea team, and I think it just starts with the the drive that all the young players want. They want to prove themselves to the coach. They're working hard. Um, the one thing I do have against Lampard is he's playing Conte out of position and more of an attacking role, which is definitely hindering his performances. 
Conte needs to be in that center defensive mid role, and scoring is not something Conte does. It's, he he um he's more of a distributor with the ball, you know, defensively work rate. So like about that's what I like about Conte. But yeah, I think they Marcus Alonso and uh, Emerson are gonna be the two key factors in this game, getting the ball down the line, um, and finding the target man Tommy Abraham. Yeah. So on to Bayern Munich now. Bayern's been on fire. Five wins in their last six games. Uh, Lewandowski, 23 goals and three assists in 22 games. Alfonso State, I mean, Serge Gnabry, nine goals, six assists in 16 games. Thomas Muller, five goals, 14 assists in 15 games. Continuo, six and six in 12 games. I mean, whew, this Bayern team is special. And they also lost last year, I believe, in the round of 16 against Liverpool. But this year... Um, I think this is their best year. They got players around Lewandowski, Gnabry, uh, Coutinho, Coleman. And this defense is only getting better with Boateng, or Lucas Hernandez, um, Alaba, Kimmich. I mean, it's basically the same defense, but I just feel like there's been like an, a big improvement in it. I mean, that's just me. I mean, they've held, um, they've only allowed, what, five goals in six games? And... That's not bad by all means. So, Bayern Munich, I mean, just I also believe experience is going to play a big role in this. All Chelsea seems really young, doesn't have a lot of experience in the Champions League. Bayern Munich, their whole team has basically at least played in two or three Champions Leagues. I believe experience is going to play a big role in this game. I got Chelsea 1, Bayern Munich 3. On to Real Madrid, Man City. Um, Real Madrid, um, in their last four game, six games, has four wins. Um... Top of the league right now. I'm super impressed with that. But uh, their I think their best player by far this season has to be Benzema. Benzema. Um, Benzema, 13 goals and six assists in 22 games. <clears throat> Hazard's just recently been cleared. He's going to be healthy for this game against Man City, and he's killed Man City in the past when he played in the Prem. Um, uh, Casemiro and Kroos have been doing their thing in the midfield. Uh, James Rodriguez has has played decent when given the opportunity. Valverde also. Valverde is one of the most underrated players on this um, Real Madrid team. Uh, he he's just. I think people need to start talking about him more. His work, his, his smart, his work rate. His he's smart. I think he's gonna be a successor to Luka Modric when Luka Modric decides to move on. Uh, Ferlin Mendy and. Has struggled a little bit, but I believe he's just it's just the time he's been he was injured for a little bit. I think he's gonna get back into form. And this look the squad depth. They got Jovic, Diaz, Vincius, Rodrigo, Vasquez, Gareth Bale when healthy. I mean <laughs> their squad depth's insane. I mean Madrid don't they, they haven't like we saw last year when they missed um Ronaldo, I mean they didn't have that go to man like like Ronaldo when they had him and that led to their um, downfall when they lost to who, who they lose to again last year I don't remember who they lost but I just yeah they just they haven't one thing I've noticed is they're not scoring a lot this season it's kind of more like um, they're they've been holding their opponents to you know scoring less than them so I don't know if that made any sense but like what I'm saying is 
scoring-wise, they haven't been as good as they normally have been when they've had Ronaldo. But they've defensively, they've improved so much due to the signings and the development with having Zidane back. And against a team with like Man City, who has players like Riyad Mahrez, De Bruyne, Aguero, Sterling, Jesus, um, Sané, that's going to come into very is going to come in big, having such a big defense like that. On to Manchester City. They have lost their last two games against Man U and Man City and have three wins in their last six games. Um, recently just got the transfer, um, the Champions League ban, which uh, I believe is going to actually play a big role in this because I believe this is going to actually make them more motivated to win this year. Like Sergio Aguirre said, he's not leaving until uh, Man City wins. I just believe this is going to motivate this Man City team more. <clears throat> and... I, I think this is going to be one of a really, 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 really big, big... Un, I don't think a lot of people are talking about this Madrid series enough. It's going to be the best uh, round of 16 legs. I asked my prediction. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sergio Aguero, 16 goals and 3 assists in 14 games. De Bruyne, 7 goals, 5 assists in 23 appearances. Riyad Mahrez, 7 goals, 7 assists in 14 games. Uh, Raheem Sterling, 11 goals, 1 assist in 22 games. Jesus, 9 goals, 4 assists in 12 games. <clears throat> and then... Sané, when healthy, you know, is one of the best wingers in the best wingers in the world. He's still... He's still injured, which sucks. I mean, I was really hoping he'd be able to play. But they also... Um, they got Rodrigo, Bernardo Silva, 5 goals, 4 assists, who... Silva's definitely one of the better, um, more slept-on Premier League players. Um, like I said, much like um, Real Madrid, their squad depth is insane. And But defensively is where they scare me. Otamendi, well, I don't trust their defense. Otamendi and John Stones and Kyle Walker, they make boneheaded errors sometimes, which I believe is actually is going to come back to cost them. I got Real Madrid to Man City 1. Last game, Lyon versus Juve. Um... I'm not even going to talk about this too much. It's going to take a miracle from Moussa Dembele and Depay, who have 22 goals and 3 assists combined together, to beat this Juventus team led by Cristiano Ronaldo. I got Cristiano, I got Juventus winning easy, 4-1. And that is my predictions for UCL game. UCL, um, the UCLA round one games. If y'all did enjoy it, you know, leave a comment, ask any questions, give this podcast a thumbs up, subscribe if you're new, and it's the Locker Room Talk podcast with your host Armand Sodi, and I'm signing out.